0: Thank you for having me. Uh, This is I was driving driving into town and and I told my wife, um, "Is this good?" I told my wife that uh, uh, it reminds me of my hometown of Corning, Kansas, is where I grew up. Town of 150, which I hear is bigger than Fillmore, Um, but loved growing up like that and and. Uh, Been in Lawrence and Lincoln, Nebraska for the last decade or so doing college ministry. God took hold of my life um, on the campus at KU. Uh, There is God working there at KU. I don't know if that's a good place here or not, but uh, uh, God took hold of my life there, and then I've been doing ministry on college campuses since then. And and God really uh, burned my heart with a desire to see small towns like what I grew up in, where I didn't really have as much of, a, uh, of an opportunity to, to sit under the preaching of God's Word, to be a part of a healthy church, uh, to see that in small towns in our area. So so I'm in Highland, Kansas, doing college ministry there at a small community college and, and wanting to give my life and efforts to see churches like this uh, really grow and be healthy. So with that, let's get into God's Word. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is where we're going to be. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 through 18. And this is a, a letter that Paul wrote to some Christians um, that were very young in their faith. Very, uh, The church was very young. And he's he's been thanking God for their faith and thanking God for... Uh, their love and perseverance through suffering and opposition. And he's finishing this letter with, with uh, a, a, a several instructions of this is how you are to continue in love. Uh, and something I, I think is important for us as well. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through 18. It says, "We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly, and love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, to admonish the idle, to encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And with that, let's pray. Father, we exalt your name, and we come to you uh, looking for you're directing in our lives. You're leading in our lives. We come to your word, and we ask that you would help us to understand it, to see it, uh, and how you're calling us to live it out uh, in a way that is pleasing to you, uh, in a way that sees your your work, your love come in and in our lives and in, our, in this community more and more. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So love is easy when it's general, right? But when it's, uh, it means something when it's lived out in a specific way. It can stay general, it's easy, but it's a lot tougher to live it out in specific ways. Uh, I, just a couple weeks ago, we were doing flooring in our, in our home, which started out as, a, let's just do a little bit. We put some like floor stickers on just a little part of our house to let's redo our whole house for him. Uh, and I was, it was to the point where we had to send the little boy, the kids away. My wife took them to some friends. She was gone for a couple days, so I could just knock it out. And she got to the point where she's ready to get home. She she comes home in the evening. I'm like so close to being done, but I'm not done. And she comes home. She's like, hey, come out and help. And my mind is still on the flooring and the little bit I got to get done and what I got to do. And so I, I help them get in. I'm kind of rushing them in. And, and afterwards, my wife is a little bit frustrated. Like, I was hoping that after being gone for a couple of days and all the effort I put in, that there would be a little more excitement, a little more affection, uh and in the love that i often and, and and express to my wife and and i learned and was reminded of again how difficult it can be to walk out our love in really specific ways uh and especially for husbands sometimes that's an area we can fall short in and really as people in general in all areas of our lives we can we can fall into a love towards god and a love towards other people that's more general than it is specific. And we can fall out of those specific ways of, of really loving, and walking out our love towards the, the people around us and even towards God. And, and what Paul is giving us here is a path down this, this life of, of loving God, loving people in a more specific way. That this is the life that Jesus has purchased for us. A life of love towards Him and towards the people around us. So this morning, I want us to see that, that love is actionable. That because love is actionable, that we are to walk out our love towards God and towards people. So I want to look at three ways, three categories, uh, three areas where we are to walk out our love uh, towards God and towards people. So the first is, uh, because love is actionable, we are to walk out our love towards spiritual leaders. Because love is to be actionable, we are to walk out our love towards spiritual leaders. What does this look like? To walk out love in a specific way towards spiritual leaders among us. Well, we see that it's respect and esteem. Respect and esteem. Take a look at verses 12 and 13 it says, we ask you brothers to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly and love because of their work. So we are to respect and to esteem those who labor among us, uh, who are over us in the Lord and admonish us in the Lord. Uh, this is Paul speaking to them uh, in a church that, again, was very young and likely didn't have uh, established or official elders, pastors, deacons, uh, but likely had men who were leading over them in the Lord, women who were spiritually leading uh, in the areas that God was calling them and and having those people, and he's saying, I want you to respect them. I want you to esteem them. I want you to give regard for them. To not be disregarding them. uh, To not disrespect, but to respect them. uh, And to esteem them or to value them highly in love. Now this esteem piece uh, is, is interesting to me. He says to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. So we are to to value the, those who labor among us uh, in the Lord, who are over us in the Lord, to value them highly because of their work. It's interesting to me because I think our culture, the way we think about things, we don't always value the work of spiritual leadership the way I think God is wanting us and calling us to. And I get this because I struggle with this even being a spiritual leader doing vocational ministry uh, thinking about looking desiring to be a pastor uh, that there was a, a, a struggle of, is that valuable i'm not building something uh, a building i'm not working in a company that's contributing in the marketplace in various ways and what's the what's the value of spiritual leadership is that significant and and paul is here saying it is valuable and that we are esteem uh, to value it highly. And I, and I see, I think of uh, Matthew 5 as a great, something that's been a helpful word for me, uh, where Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, he says, you are the salt of the earth, that you are the light of the world. Speaking of the Christian, speaking of the, the church, that the church is to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And that's that's for the world at large, our community at large, but also for us individually, that that the salt of Christ and His Word is to preserve our our love towards God, our, our, our obedience and morality, uh, is to be a, we're to be a light to the earth, to the world. And that without His Word working in us, without His Spirit working in and through us, there would be darkness. There would be, there would be the, the lack of that preserving and giving ourselves more and more to sin and being tossed to and fro. And the value of spiritual leaders to, to minister His Word, to teach His Word, to, to, uh, to disciple us and to encourage us and all that spiritual leaders do having authority in a way that's under the Lord that is a salt and a light to the earth and to our own souls and to our own lives. So we are to respect, respect them and to esteem them, to value them highly. Just the other week, we had some, some people over at house for our our small group, life group is what we call it. And uh, I was out getting something prepared and and my wife was telling me later that a, a young couple that had just started coming to our home uh, for this group, he, the the husband, he, he asked if he could keep his hat on, if he could wear his hat on uh, in our house. And Shannon was, my wife was a little bit thrown off. I, when I heard it, I was a little bit thrown off. Uh, not something I've heard or hear very typically. Uh, but as we thought about it more. Uh, it was it was something that really we felt honored by that we saw it as a sign of of respect, a sign of esteeming us and just walking out love towards us as, and it also humbled us in the sense of they're like a reminder of people are coming to our home to learn about God, to learn about His ways, and and that's a great honor and a, and something that. We need to work out, walk out well, uh, but this uh, I see that as as similar to what uh, what we are to do towards those who are spiritual leaders for us is to respect them, to honor them, to to esteem them highly, as Paul is, is directing us here. So what does that look like? It doesn't necessarily look like asking questions like that, uh, but it does look like a few ways that I think can be really helpful. A few specific ways. Uh, One is uh, expressing gratitude to the spiritual leaders in our lives. Uh, This can be writing cards to them. This can be emails. It can be in person, words of of gratitude towards those who labor among us and are over us in the Lord. Uh, Something at the last church I was at during the, the month of pastor appreciation, they would Uh, put out a bunch of uh, index cards and and allow the church to write words of gratitude, words of encouragement to the different pastors and elders. And and that was a great encouragement for me. I know for the other pastors, uh, just a a great way to honor those who are laboring among us in this great work that God has called us to. Uh, Another way is speaking well of them to others that to to respect to esteem the spiritual leaders in our lives is to is to speak well of them when we're talking about them to other people. Uh, I'm surprised that's not on my own sign coming up. <laughs> uh, but it's it's important to note that the the spiritual leaders in our lives are not God. So they're not above criticism. But but there's, a, there's an importance of guarding our own hearts, uh, to not give in to undue criticism to those who are over us in the Lord, uh, especially when we're speaking to others, is when it can be really a temptation. So, so to speak well of them to others. Uh, other ways of, of respecting and esteeming them is to seek out their work, uh, to listen to them. It's being present. Uh, as we we come together to worship God and to hear His Word preached, uh, to be engaged is to respect and to esteem, to seek them out uh, throughout the week, throughout life, that it's, hey, God has given them as a gift to us, uh, and I need to to go to them and and to receive the gift that God has given to them. Uh, And lastly here, and we actually see this in verse 13, is to be at peace among yourselves. Uh, verse 13 the end of it says exactly that be at peace among yourselves so a way of walking out our love towards spiritual leaders respecting and esteeming them is actually that we would be at peace amongst each other as we seek to be at peace amongst each other that we're showing love to those who uh, god has called to be over over us in the lord so we are to walk out our love towards spiritual leaders by res- by respecting them and by esteeming them. Now, who else do we uh, lose sight of these specific ways of loving, loving God, loving people? Who else fits in this this category? Uh, and I would say, really, just the people among us, one another, it is a way that we can love one another but we can love them generally and not in specific ways so paul gives us uh, some helpful ones helpful specific ways here uh, because love is actionable we are to walk out our love toward one another what does this look like take a look at verse 14 we have four four specific ways here he says, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the fainthearted, help the weak, and be patient with them all. The The Thessalonians, uh, they were to, to love specifically in these ways. To love one another in these ways. Paul is urging them, love one another, walk out your love, in admonishing the idol, in and uh, encouraging the faint hearted, and helping the weak, and being patient with them all. Let's let's take a look at each one of these. Uh, to admonish the idol. Admonish isn't necessarily a word we we think of or use a lot, but it simply means to warn or to reprove, to correct uh, another person mildly, is to admonish them. And and then with the idol. Uh, Paul is speaking to those who are... Uh, your translation may... You may have a different translation. I know other translations say um, uh, unruly is another way it's translated. So the idle or the unruly is really speaking to uh, what's disorder. So what's out of order. So we're to admonish, they were to admonish those who are out of order. And specifically for the Thessalonians, what they were out of order in was there were some who were, were not working, who could be working. They, they could be working, they weren't, and they were, de- they were unnecessarily dependent upon other people for their food, for their, their means, right? So he's saying, I want you to admonish them. I want you to warn them, to reprove them. Uh, and that would fit for us in a number of ways. Anything that's out of order, saying brothers, not just leaders, but brothers and sisters, we are to admonish, to love other people by admonishing them uh, when they're out of order. Then he says, encourage the fainthearted. Now the Thessalonians had plenty of opportunity to be fainthearted. They received some pretty serious opposition for their faith. Uh, there's the beginning of them tr- uh, trusting Christ. Some of them were being dragged out before city authorities with a mob, and basically calling them to to turn from being Christians, uh, and and that continued throughout uh, their time in the city, or at least in those days. So they were facing; they had plenty of opportunity to be fainthearted hearted and then just the reality of life in general. There's There's opportunity to be discouraged, to be faint-hearted, and and Paul is saying, "Love them, walk out your love by encouraging, by strengthening, by cheering up those who are faint-hearted in the Lord, and then help the weak, whether they're weak physically, spiritually. That that the willingness you to have to love, having the willingness to help." those who are in need, who are weak. And then lastly here, uh, the struggle that I'm sure most of the Thessalonians had that we all have of being patient with them all, being patient with one another, to love in these ways. And he goes even more after this, he goes even more against our modern notion of, of kind of let people be, right? It's... Don't impose yourself on other people. You be you. Let people be. He goes against that when we look at, uh, what is it, verse 15. He goes against this by saying, essentially, you are your brother's keeper. Take a look at verse 15. He says, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. So it's your, it is your responsibility, it Is our responsibility to uh, not only, it doesn't say that we, it's not, he doesn't say it's your responsibility to repay no one evil for evil. He says, see that it's your responsibility that no one repays evil for evil to anyone. That we are to love one another by seeing that 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 doesn't take place. But instead, he says, for yourselves uh, and for others that we are to seek to do good to one another and to everyone. We're to walk out our love for one another in these ways. Uh, Now, for me, when I was 19 on the college campus uh, and the years after that, this this kind of love was was essential was really key in me becoming the man of god that i am today Uh, i remember early on in my faith i was i was eager to follow christ and i was i was dating a girl that i was like hey come to church with me come to this college ministry thing with me she wasn't interested in it and we ended up breaking up and i remember being on campus and uh, one of my mentors Dan, he was encouraging me in that time and and comforting me in my in that time. That's not something that is his like main strength in terms of comforting and 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 being sympathetic in that way. And he really stepped into that in that time uh, in a way that I really needed uh, and, and to be strong uh, through that struggle. And I remember another time a few years later when uh, a family from the church had invited me over to. Uh, to play or to watch a basketball game. I said yes to him. The day came, and I had some friends also invite me over. And kind of a last-minute deal, I said, hey, uh, I'm not going to be able to to come tonight, go into a friend's house. And then Dan, is walking out his love towards me, reaches out to me and says, uh, hey, like, what happened here? Really shouldn't have done that. You, you, to be a, you, being a man of your word, they had made food for everybody, um, like this isn't, this isn't a good way of going about things. Let's, let's do that differently next time. Admonishing me, loving me in that way in and, and a way that I needed to be corrected uh, for what I had done. And then just the general patience with me over mistakes. I mean when you're 20 years old, uh, even today, Just the need for patience and him walking out his love in those specific ways, in those needed times, help me become a man of God, wanting to follow him, loving people well around me. And this is what he calls us to do, is he he calls us to love one another by admonishing the idol, those who are out of order. Uh, by encouraging the fainthearted, helping, being patient, confronting, and doing good to all. That, that we are to love one another in these ways. And something that I think is important to, to consider is, is even just how does this come about in our lives? How do we get to this place where we're not falling back into the general? Uh, of I generally love people, but but stepping into the specific. And and one of the ways I found to be helpful is, is asking yourself, asking God, is, are my eyes open to the people and the situations around me that God brings about? Is my heart open to when those situations come of stepping in and loving them with the love of Christ? And, and really asking God, God, open my eyes, open my heart to see the people you put in my place, to see the opportunities that you're giving me, not only calling me to do it, but the opportunity to truly love people in a way that is specific and needed, in a way that God is wanting to help encourage them, grow them, and is wanting to use you and I in those situations. So we are to love one another, walk out our love towards spiritual leaders, walk out our love towards one another, and lastly and certainly not least, we're to walk out our love towards God. That our love towards God can even fall into this general and and non specific love. But he directs us with this with a with some powerful words here in verses uh, sixteen through eighteen. He says rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you And there's that powerful phrase He says this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you Okay I want to know what that is right this is this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you What is he saying it is? He's saying, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. That that is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. That that we would love God in these specific ways. And these are not easy ways. He says, rejoice always. He's Speaking to the Thessalonians, and they're facing some pretty serious opposition and suffering. And he's telling them, Rejoice in God always, even in these circumstances, in the good and in the bad. That joy is not simply a, a feeling, but that it is a, a response to who God is and how He continues to work in our lives. And he says, Pray without ceasing that we are to live lives Filled with regular communication with God, offering up our petitions to God. And then lastly, give thanks in all circumstances. This is, this is no small thing that He's calling us to. But if we live, if we walk out our love towards God in these specific ways, it will, it will change our hearts. It will change our lives and send us in the direction that he's calling us to. And then one other thing I want us to to take note of here is is the the phrase, in Christ Jesus. He says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This uh, This is important because he's saying it's not merely the will of God for you on your own. It's not merely the will of God for you on your own. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus. This is what He bought us by His blood. She just wants she wants to be hearing the Word. No, it's great. Trust me, I got, as you heard, I got two boys that are eager to do the same. That's great. So, it's not just about the will of God for us, but it's in Christ Jesus. It is. This is what Jesus has bought us with His blood for. That we would be His own. This is what He gives us His Spirit for. That we would be His own and that we would walk out our love. A life of love in Him and through Him. And loving Him in these specific ways. One of the great uh, displays of this love that I've seen uh, and came across this recently in a, in a film was of Betsy Tinboom. If you're familiar with Corey Tinboom, uh, their family, if you're not familiar, their family uh, lived in, in 1930s in Holland. They were watchmakers. Uh, Nazi Germany overtook their country, and they stepped in. Uh, and took in Jews into their home to, to, to help them to safety. Uh, they eventually got found out, were thrown into prison. And wow. Betsy and her sister, Corey were in uh, a prison in Nazi Germany, which you can imagine what that could have been like. But they're in their, their sleeping quarters. And Corey asked her sister, Betsy, she asked her, because they saw fleas in their beds, and they couldn't, they couldn't sleep because of it. And she says, how can we live in such a place? And Betsy, with her, her just the, the faith that God had given her, the work he'd done in her heart, looks to this passage and says, we are to thank God in all circumstances. And so they start looking around. What can we thank God for? And they're like, well, we're together. Let's thank God for that. So they thank God that they're together. And they thank God for it. We're crowded in this room with all these women. And they were thanking God for that because they were able to share God's word and, and the life of Christ, the gospel with them. And they were able to do so because they had a Bible, which only they only had a Bible because they didn't do the a, a regular check in when they were uh, administered into the, the prison. So they're thanking God for, for those things and they look around some more and, and Betsy says, let's thank God for the fleas. And Corey said, uh, God's hand is not in this. Like, <laughs> I cannot thank God for the fleas. And But she mustered up her faith and they thank God for the fleas. They pray and, and thank God for that. And, and what they find out later is that they realize that they were able to have so much freedom in their quarters, the sleeping quarters, and they were able to pray and read the Bible, share the Word with these women because of the fleas. That they were able to have the freedom because the workers were not going to go into this flea-infested room. And it's amazing. It's amazing wh- how God will work in our lives. How God will shape us and use us and lead us when we walk out our love in the ways that He calls us to. In these specific ways of even thanking God in all circumstances. So we are to rejoice always. We are to pray without ceasing. And we are to give thanks in all circumstances. How do we do that? I still struggle with how do I do that? And the thing that I've come back to time and time again is taking hold of Scripture, taking hold of God's word. I think of Romans 8, 28, and we know that that all things work together for good. For those who love Him, for those who are called according to His purpose. Holding on to that. Embracing that. Uh, I think of of Philippians 4, one that that comes to mind often, where he says that, The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Remembering that, taking hold of that. One other one that really... I've, I've taken hold of and tried to as first Corinthians 15:10 says i i am who I am by the grace of God that all that I am all that I have is because of God's grace and I can give thanks to him in all circumstances and it's it's taking those those words and embracing them when stra- when tragedy strikes when suffering comes knocking When anxiety rises, when needs arise, that we turn to Philippians 4. When gratitude is the least thing on our minds, that we turn to 1 Corinthians 15. We turn to 1 Thessalonians our passage today. And we give thanks for who God is and what He's done in our lives. This is not something that we will naturally fall into. It's something we have to take hold of God's Word and allow the Spirit of God to lead us away from the general and into the specific ways of walking out His love. I am I'm very grateful for uh, all that the Spirit has done in my life to, uh, in one way, help me walk, try to walk out my love for my spouse, my wife, uh, in specific ways, as well as seeing the temptation in all the areas of my life uh, and wanting to, to truly love God and love people. And yet I see how difficult it can be. And we are to, to heed, to take hold of the directing that God is wanting to do in our lives through passages like this, of loving God, loving people in these specific ways of spiritual leaders that we respect and esteem them, of one another that we love by admonishing, encouraging, uh, and and helping and, and being patient in all these ways, and of God in rejoicing, praying, and giving thanks that we are to love, walk out our love in these specific ways there is a lot of pain a lot of distrust a lot of brokenness in our churches in our communities and the power that is the the love of god the opportunity that we have to display and to experience the love of god is found in walking out His love in these specific ways. Let us continue to walk out His love, to receive His love, and to do so more and more. With that, let's pray. Father, we, we bless You. We thank You for Your great love towards us how specific it was, how true it was, how sacrificial it was. Thank you for your love. And thank you for not letting us um, slide into the generalities of self-interestedness. God, we want to love you. We want to love the people around us. Would you fill us with your spirit? Would you... Open our eyes to see the, the opportunities, the people, and the ways you call us to, to walk it out. God, we need your help, and we want to be pleasing to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.